Verse 2, 3, 4. Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Steve. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop with the guitar community. See how smooth that goes when we actually coordinate it? Yeah. 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 It's kind of like Simon Garfunkel. Like, just Garfunkel. He's pretty awkward. It's the hair. And the weapon. Well, it's the curliness. I mean, he was pulling that flag. We are, we are, we are strong. Sometimes you just gotta hold on. Just every little bit of hair. <laughs> As a balding man, I, I feel him. I get it. Like, but like you said, sometimes Sorry, you Sorry, Diaz, I'll check my privilege. Yeah, you and your hair. Mr. I put really cool photos for whenever I'm on... You know our friends podcasts like the 40 watt podcast i don't even know where he found that photo dude he busted a dug hard and just saw it, it was just that like, was like bam. I that was like gq that was like no that was like me taking a picture of how long i had gone without a haircut during the beginning of the quarantine was it well, on facebook maybe if it was on the internet it'll always be on the internet yeah, that's enough. what i've learned it's on the internet it was true that's true. I think it would have been funnier if he used the picture of like the Scott Hamilton, the ice skater, just mm. to just really mess with everybody. Or he could have gone like off joke where it's Brian Boitano, just random, not even close. That's like a specific joke that only you would understand and all of the guitar people. What would Brian Boitano do? All right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Electromotive <laughs> Sound Co. Go check out Electromotive Transitions. Yeah, you know, it's just it's kind of like whenever you're like a new driver and everything's really jerky and faster. So, um, yeah, go check out Electromatic Sound Co. They've got an amazing line of pedals. Um, they're phasers to die for if you haven't checked it out. And they're not expensive, which is always great whenever you're broken stuff. But if you're not broke, you can always go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and join our Patreon and give us money and that's a lot of fun you can join our cool little chat group we've got on facebook we use our AOL instant messenger screen names and everything because we're all really old and lame it's the best slumber Uh, party on the internet pretty much i don't even remember what mine is you don't remember your your instant messenger screen name oh my no well i had i had multiple but I don't is that when you were what talking? My final one was what? Is that whenever you had like multiple online girlfriends and you're like really cool and you're like, "Baby, meet me in the chat room." ASL, like, what's up? No, it's just like the one that I used when I was like 13 versus the one I used when I was like 17. Uh, whenever you matured. versus the one I used when I was like 20. Yeah, I still have the same. It's I, like this honestly, has too I, many I, numbers I, in it. I have the same AOL account. Actually, if it wasn't for my AOL account, I wouldn't be up on the list for the King of Town. So <laughs> that's that's the one that made it up right now. <laughs> I think when I looked it up, I've had that email Jeez. address. I've had the email address since like 2003. Do you do the that, thing where you signed up with multiple email addresses? At I, only do, I, I did two. Mm-hmm. So nothing crazy. But yeah, I signed up with my main one and then my... Uh, my AOL one, but yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to what's new. Uh, let's see, Steve. What do you have? New? I mean, well, you you don't have anything old because, like, but yeah. What's going on new in your gear world? 
Um, I just want to throw this out for anyone who, this is what's new for me, but I'll okay. throw this out. I got a recommendation from An Andrew Renard, Fox Cairo, Get Offset Podcast, to use a website called Pirate Ship. Uh, pirate Ship Shipping for Shipping. Uh, because I'm in the process of shipping out the uh, 268 Azor Reaver pedals that we gave away over on 60 Cycle Hum. And, and um, it sucks, but that <laughs> website, and this, I'm not getting a kickback for talking about them. That's how helpful they've been. Uh, it, literally, I can fill out an Excel spreadsheet and I upload it. And then I just literally, within like five minutes, I'm printing out labels and there's probably other places that do it but they do it for free and the thing that i got from them that is kind of wild on top of it all is i sent the first batch of like 11 pedals and like a week or i don't know yeah like a week or you know four days or whatever after i dropped them off at the post office i got an email two of the two of the packages that you sent you overpaid for you get a refund of a dollar ten per package and all that right. happened like whoa twice so literally on my first shipment i saved like 10 i got 10 percent reimbursed i'm sending out the second shipment probably tomorrow of like fifth the next 56 pedals wow so i think that's like my limit is like 50 about 50 at a time so i'm going to be shipping pedals till the end of the year uh so if a company ever says hey you want uh you want us to send you some potentially defective reverb pedals um you should definitely do it i recommend it oh so we totally forgot to do that thing where we're like oh yeah this is our guest steve from the 60 cycle hum podcast which i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you might have heard of 60 cycle hum just a little tiny you know podcast over there i mean don't they just look at like the freaking subject line you have a tie I mean, possibly. Yeah, no one reads your show notes? I don't. Yeah, honestly, I'm just surprised that I, any of our listeners know how to read. I literally don't think anyone actually reads it until we don't do it. And then someone right. complains. Every time. I like to I like to put notes in because I write up all the descriptions for uh, the podcast. Um, so I like to make um, little things in there sometimes. Like, does anyone read this? And sometimes oh. I actually like one time I did it and got like two or three people who emailed and was like, yeah, I read it every time. I, I always wanted to do like the, uh, the little at the end of all the notes and stuff like that. Like kind of like with the contract where people are like, if you email us and tell us this, you'll get something for free. Like just mm -hmm. to see if people mm -hmm. actually read the fine print. Blake used to do that with his newsletter. Right. Oh yeah, he put like the trivia question in there, right? So you also had to listen to the episode too. He, he was sneaky about it, but yeah, sneaky so, boy. So shipping things until the end of time. I mean, uh, good on you guys for uh, not. <laughs> I, I, I know if I got a box crazy. full of defective reverb pedals, I'd be trying to fix all of them until my pulled my hair out. So, so I mean, Ryan tested a hundred of them and only found one failed. So at that point. I think testing the first hundred took him like six hours. And so he was just like, you know what? Uh, forget it. We're not going to test all these. We're just going to send them out. And because uh, it looked like the failure rate was closer to 1%. Hmm. Right. 
So how how so, long did it take him to record that freaking video, like in real time, where he plugged all of those up? I I heard it was like six hours just to get it all hooked up and working. Right, because even in the video, he does the like speed up time thing, but it's like he went through yeah. every so and there's so, so many cables and so like. Well, the hardest part I mean, of that would probably be powering all of it effectively. Well, right? didn't you? You guys had a lot of help from uh, Sweetwater on that, didn't you? So um, the patch cables, the cables all came from Sweetwater. The um, the uh i think he ordered something like five or ten probably like ten i don't know of like the daisy chains off of, of amazon i think he i think they're just daisy chains from amazon okay um mm. but uh um and and then he you know he has like a couple of cheap power supplies and a couple one spots and a couple not as cheap power supplies and so everything was just trying to run and get going oh it's pretty stupid <laughs> i like honest. when i saw it i was like this is like just so i like i get frustrated wiring up my like 15 pedal pedal board and i'm like this is too many pedals there's too much stuff to go wrong and he's like i'm gonna hook up all of these and i was just like dude i don't know i could just see me like doing that and plugging them all in and then there's no sound coming through at all and somewhere there so there's, and just like getting so mad just walking away and then like i'm done with it forever <laughs> i'm quitting podcasting but that's you, just you, you'd quit and then i'd do yeah. it without you yeah, and then no, you'd be like, oh i'm jealous and then you come back that's what would that's, that's what <laughs> happened that's kind of like this episode so i actually <laughs> funny all right so this episode recording is like it's late for me so i get up around like 3 30 you know 3 a.m every day right now it's 9 50 or 8 57 p.m so i actually went to sleep set an alarm and woke up because <laughs> i was like steve's gonna be on dang it y'all gonna have fun without me every time every time FOMO. i'm like Dan's i'm not, like hey I, man I, I can't this week i reach out i get a guest and he's like oh guest is coming i have to be there every yeah. time Without fail. Almost every time. <laughs> Almost every time. Anyway, Diaz, what's up if with Steve, you, man? What's what's uh, new? I, I work seven days a week and have no time to buy anything gear related. Still haven't but bought that King of Tone of, yet, have you? Still haven't bought the King of Tone. Uh, I beat this level of Candy Crush I've been stuck on for like a week, so I guess you could say things are going pretty well for me. <laughs> Am I going to harsh your uh, mellow there? Yeah, the yeah, phrase is? yeah. Just let me let me live my life. Scott, what's new with you? Uh, I got a new toy. Uh, hey, yeah. that's Coles, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I got a PV Decade after all the hype, which is, is surrounding this thing. I got it. and Where, Where's the hype at this on this? Like, I, I know I've been kind of like off the pulse lately, but... Uh, so there, there's a there's a new show or at least there's a show ongoing right now on Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called. Um, where Mark Ronson is going around interviewing artists and doing like features on different things in the music industry that make it tone. Okay. So he sat down with Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age. Oh. And uh, Mark actually produced their last album. He, he produced Villains. Um, so there's like his imprint all over it. Um, but they kind of really, they announced that basically the, the secret to the Queens of the Stone Age sound is a PV decade. 
which is like a $30 practice amp. I would love to make it to be famous one day and just give out misinformation constantly. Like well, I wish I had, like I would I imagine being like John Mayer mm-hmm. where people are like seeking out that tone and just being like, yeah, I totally got this out of this, got that sound for gravity out of this zoom pedal and people buy it up and can never recreate the sound because it, it's not what was used but did you know john now paints all his pedals black so no one can just, just to try to keep people from telling what's on his pedal board good grief because he's like every time i use something that's new or cool i ruin the market so he's like i i'm just just gonna do this to keep people from figuring stuff out he's become self-aware yeah uh but josh homie's been pretty kinda, famous and private sense. about his board too so it, it, him reviewing his tone secrets even though we've all kind of known it's it's a big muff for a long time it's uh you know that the amp side of it is kind of a unique kind of thing so steve what were you saying about what makes sense i feel like it kind of makes sense. i'm looking at because they, they ran a piece on a guitar world about it and apparently also the bass lines on no one knows yep uh, were also recorded through a pv decade but it you know when you think about that that uh that sound if you're close miking it it's what an eight inch speaker and they probably just set everything to 10 and whatever right the just the whatever that destroy the near destroying the speaker sounds like that was that's kind of what that song sounds like yeah yeah i was actually able to dial in that bass tone really well and so i got a profile of it now on all my like uh digital things and so I don't even have to like sit there and destroy the box. Mm. I can just carry it with me and then it's not humming and all that stupid stuff. So, so did the price on those get really stupid really fast? Um, I think the cheapest one in reverb right now is $800. Mother of Pearl. Good grief. But I don't think anything's sold for more than $500. How much was that amp? How much was that amp before? Oh, it's, it's like GameStop stock. Like, if you look at it, it's just sitting there middling, yeah. middling, middling, and then it shoots right up. Yeah, so the cheapest one on Reverb right now is $800. There's a guy asking $1,500, and there's a guy asking $2,000. Um, I wish that someone would be like, the secret of my tone's a gear supply light drive. So I'd, be, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a millionaire right now. The three most recent sales were $400, $540.33, and $400. Mm. And then that just is all trash. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's it. All shot up in in early October, and then uh, the previous sale before that was in June, and it sold for fifty bucks. Oh my gosh! <sighs> so I am kind of there was a PV decade that sold on on eBay today. Sold on eBay today for seventy dollars plus shipping. Oh my oh, gosh! Good deal. Grab it. Well, because if because if you don't watch this show, right? Yeah. Like you're just throwing it up there. You don't know what's up. Well, a few living room demos got one and did a demo of it. That's where I found out about it, and um, I I just mm. I'd been looking for a while, and so I snagged one at a decent Maybe rate. This proves that guitar players are really stupid. I don't. I mean, look, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's three hundred dollars or whatever is not crazy. If it gives you a sound, because a lot of us buy a pedal at 200 to 250 that give us one sound. Yeah. So it isn't that crazy. Now, if people were asking, yeah. if people were actually paying the two grand for them, 
that's a little ridiculous because also PV decades are a mass produced plentiful thing. But good job, Josh Homme. You you did what uh, Billy Corgan couldn't do for the the core or what is it the crate, crate fifteen water when he wanted like six grand for one because he used it on Machina. So anyway, um, that's the only new thing. I just I got both my boards rewired. And now have wireless built in. It's great. But that's all I've really got. Oh, wow. About. I know. I, I've, I've succumbed to the wireless. I like it now. I like, I don't, I'm not a problem with wireless. I loved my, uh, I had the Line 6 G70, I think is what it is. The pedal board wireless. Like mm-hmm. the one, and that thing was fantastic. I loved that. Yeah, I've got, uh, I, I've bought, two sure blx's which are sort of the last generation model because right. there's like the glxd is like 500 bucks or 600 bucks or whatever you can go and get like a blx for like 150 bucks huh and it's still like wide open spectrum it's not like the illegal uh wireless units from like the pre-2005 so you don't get tv stations with it so there's a good deal out there if you're looking for it uh but with that should we dive into a little bit of gear news now that we've been talking for like 20 minutes sure yeah yeah there's gear news there's gear news there's four of them there's four gear news normally there's like 20 in here and we're skipping through them but it's a it's pre-holiday i mean we're we're gonna be taking next week off i think because of the holiday and just craziness and also because no no one's gonna release anything next week or, well, there'll be a bunch of like Black Friday deals, but no one will announce that till like after we record. Yeah. So we're just going to take the week off. Right. Kind of upset I don't get to use the term well, the- drive turkey. So you just did. Congrats. Isn't that a na- native? Is it native audio? Uh, pedal is dropping next week. Yeah, he's been teasing something. You showed the artwork off uh, today on the, Instagram. The uh, was it the pretty pretty bird lady or pretty yeah. bird woman? Yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool. Because it's it's Mike. Yeah. Everything he does is good. Like literally, <laughs> his aesthetic is so good. Um, but yeah. But the real new one that has been announced has been Caitlin Bread has come out with the new new cloak, which offers a shimmery ambient reverb. I didn't know shimmer was still a thing. I'm kind of surprised. It seems like they're kind of late to the the game on shimverb. Just me. I think there's d- d- um, old blood noise just released something not too long ago. That's kind of I don't know that it sounds the same, but it's also I think like some kind of shimverb thing. Yeah, but maybe, it, maybe, yeah, it was like it's like the, the, sun, like the, the anti. Yeah, it's like the anti shimmer verb though. It, it's a modulated reverb, mm. yeah, but it's it's old blood noise. It's not normal. It's never normal. Yeah, old blood. Yeah. So like that that I mean maybe like since Shimmer is kind of I don't know it seems like it's kind of died down in the P Dubs world, um it's not like the thing where everyone's freaking out about. Maybe the rest of the guitar world's like okay good, they they let go of it a little bit. We can have it now. I mean it's I fun for the first time you have it, and then it just kind of grates at you after a little while. Like when people are like oh Shimmer, I'm like I remember my first Blue Sky. I don't know. I've never been a fan of Shimmer. I, it has its place. 
I Matthew's always thought, right? I, I like, like I, I still like the the astronomer. I felt like town. that's been. I think the astronomer's been the best shimmer just because it stayed so far like out of the way of your sound. Oh yeah, that's a problem. That's the issue with shimmer is it's just like it becomes the focal point of your sound with some of those octaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can get I ice picky really quick. Oh yes. So you gotta you gotta make sure that it's kind of buried in something yeah. or it's it's moving. Otherwise, yeah, it, it just kind of becomes ice picky. But get a get a shim verb with a, an effects loop so you can run like an EQ through it. That sounds like Take something. Uh, uh, what's her name would do? EHX would do that. That's always their option. It's like, well, let's release the base version, then we offer one with an effects loop, and then let's. Then they have like this multi-effects pedal they just drop in in the effects loop, and that's the deluxe version every time. It's basically that. <laughs> um, anyway, this comes out uh, at two hundred nine ninety nine, but Black Friday looks like they're gonna drop it down to about one eighty. So worth uh, picking nice. up then. I'm actually surprised. I'm I'm not expecting a lot of Black Friday deals this year. Um. So I was. Uh... The other week, uh, or well, the other month, I was in Nashville, and I was hanging out with uh, Grant and Karen and from Big Ear Pedals, uh, also sponsors of the show, and uh, AWOL from AWOL Pedals. And, I, I mean, they were all still pretty gung-ho about, like, a Black Friday sale. Oh, really? So I don't know if it – yeah, like, AWOL was, like, kind of free. He's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to do it. And then Grant and Karen are like, yeah, like we've got to do one. So I think a lot of people are going to do it kind of out of, um, I mean, it's getting closer to the end of the uh, fiscal year for a lot of people's stuff too. So it's a nice, good push on sales um, and have those numbers in the books. So Do a lot of manufacturers go calendar year for their fiscal? Was that normal? Um, well, the, the like ones we, I talked to. We go May to May, so... I don't know. You, I don't every know. company can kind of determine where their fiscal is. Yeah, but, but that but that's Canadian. So in in American, that's January to December. All right. Dude. <laughs> yeah, you have to subtract uh, like seventy percent. Yeah, I yeah. Can't multiply remember. it by five and then divide by three, and then that's how you convert from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Is that really? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, because if you it's knew actually that a lot more, head, it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, I just divide it by two, and it gets me close. I know that's not true. That, I know that doesn't true. get Don't you me. close. I anyway. I know it's not true. It was a joke. That was really bad. Um, while we're actually looking at other new things coming out, Solid Gold Effects has released the Ether. Actually, doesn't Ether have an I in it? Is this the Ether? No, this is the e- this is, is ether. The, is that the proper spelling of ether? It's a proper spelling of ether. Uh, the other proper spelling of ether would be like the um, C.S. Lewis spelling of ether, which is A E T H E R. See, this is why Steve's here. But guys. this is ether. This is a this is a proper one of the proper spellings of ether ether. Not to be confused with what you're saying, E-I-T-H-E-R, which is just either. So the, this one, you breathe in and it knocks you out. The other one lets you choose between two things. <laughs> I learned in, things today. Uh, <laughs> and 
that's been the episode where Scott wasn't the smartest person on. Um, welcome to my dream. <laughs> I really must. I didn't. I don't Eth- think I Ether up. is uh, Ether is like. Did you ever read the space trilogy, the C.S. Lewis space trilogy? There's a C.S. Lewis space trilogy. I feel like we're getting into L. Ron Hubbard territory yeah. whenever we start going there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, no, so the idea is like basically before people went into space and were like, there's nothing here, uh, they thought they just would call it like the ether. Hmm. Like they didn't know it was there and they'd call it the ether. But also ether is the thing that you breathe in and, and you don't want to breathe that in. I'm pretty sure this is referring to the outer space thing, though. Didn't people do ether? Didn't they get high <laughs> off of it? Didn't they like light it or something like they like yeah. put yeah like that was a thing that they did too so you can get high off it too like lighter some... fluid or whatever yeah it's oh. it's an anest- it's used as an anesth- anesthetic or a solvent or you can light it on fire yeah i just know it cures poisoning in zelda that's all i know dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so anyway Sorry. solid gold has released the ether a modulated ambient reverb now it not does a have drug. It, it, uh, it, this is also a decaying sh- shimmer so i guess shimmer is back now that we're thinking about it but but look at the brands that's doing it it's not like your p-dubs brands i like i think i think i'm actually right i feel like the rest of the world's like finally like p-dubs let go of it we can have it back now like well, we're I mean, taking it back shimmer was started by brian eno back in the 80s so it's not a uniquely p-dubs thing it's just p-dubs during their age I know, of that's everyone saying, trying they... to be the edge is kind of well, what happened well, what ha- it just like it just got to the point where like everyone was, you know how like you can look at someone's pedal board and tell that they play P dubs. Does it have an, <laughs> like did it have a, a shimmer? Is it, is it a PT Pro size board? They play P dubs, right? Or they or they doom. Fair enough. Or drone. Does it do- does it doom? Does it drone? Does it drip? Does it drone? I put my hand up on my hip when I dip you. Dip. All right, let's go. Okay, keep moving. <laughs> before i sing it okay yeah so, so the shimmer on this like <laughs> decays that's weird i think it needs to do stuff like that though like, i i've been hearing some demos of this because this came out like really early last week and we just missed it like the day after we recorded and anytime sold gold comes out with something i have to pay attention because just everything they do is good um why is there a tap on well i guess for the modulation speed okay yeah, you can I just do, always you think control it's modulation, or sometimes they'll throw a delay in there. But I just is... always find it weird whenever there's like a reverb and it's got a tap on it. I feel like John Cusack's behind that. John Cusack's like, I can put a tap on anything. He put those... a tap on a. Fuzz. Do we have a on our, on our bingo sheet? Is John Cusack reference one of the squares yet? Because it's starting it to become be. a, it's kind of be. becoming a trope of our show now. I I I I reference John Cusack. Honestly, are you going to send him I something just, for Christmas? But just just throwing it out there. I might, but my favorite thing is I love John Cusack because he's one of the smartest people that I've ever been able to speak with, and it's always great. But he also posts things like this. Why is my Google picture attached to my browser tab at the bottom of my screen? And he totally gems, and it's absolutely great because he goes from being one of the smartest people I know to absolutely just like one of the most gems and it's great he's just wondering why his google picture is on his tab oh it's so wonderful so this retails for 209 it's out now you can check it out is everything on this is everything in the news today about 209 
Speaking of two hundred nine dollars, Gretch. <laughs> yeah, Gretch launches the Richard Fortas signature Falcon guitar for two hundred nine dollars. Um, so Richard Fortas, am I the only one that takes that? Um, sounds like a phallic reference. Am I the only? I had to look up who he was. I was just like, "Who the hell is this?" And then I read about it, and I was was still after I read the article. You know, you guys shared on this. I was still kind of like, "Who the hell is this?" He's that yeah. he's that other guitar player behind Slash. Right. He's an he's one of the lists of X Guns and Roses players. Actually, yeah, he didn't overlap with Slash, did he? That was Buckethead. Was that Buckethead era? When he played um, with Axel? I think uh he was I think Richard Fortas was close to the um I think that's whenever I don't know if he played when DJ Asba because DJ, I think DJ Asba is still in the band. And sorry, I think all I can think of is if DJ Asba's on it, he starts every song with like a "We the Best." DJ Asba. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, Richard Fortas is still in. Uh, is still in GNR he... apparently. Oh okay. Um. Yeah. It's. I think it's weird that like there's all these people who have like signature Gretsch Falcons when they just the people just play gretsch falcons and like why can't you just like put a gretsch falcon like because you need a reason to charge more for gretsch falcon okay even though they don't add any real like is there any discernible feature on this that makes it not the center block hmm it, it custom wow and filter tron pickups ain't that okay yeah, because that's exactly the tone I want is of the guy who's trying to sound like the other guy. Because mm. I'm guessing he might have done uh, the rhythm stuff. Oh, yeah, would have had to. The, the, the Gilby Clark. Uh, and, uh, oh, who's the other guy? Who's the main? Izzy Stradlin, that's it. There you go. And then there was the dude who did... Um... Bumblefoot with him. Uh, Dave Kushner. Yeah, was he ever in GNR? He, uh, no, he. But he he was always in uh, Velvet Revolver, and he always played for Nandy's guitars. He actually had a signature guitar. There you go. This is a whole side of the world that Diaz paid way more attention to than I did. A guitar World magazine. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm like four years too young for Guns and Roses. Like everyone who's like five years older than me loves them, and I'm just like I, I missed the boat, man. I'm not a huge Guns N' Roses fan, but uh, whenever I was learning how to play guitar, Velvet Revolver had just really came out. Um, it was it was their it was their debut album, and uh, I mean I played Slither at my high school talent show, and um, how many times did you play your high school talent show? Four years. I went I went to high school for four years. I didn't finish all of them, but I went there. Okay. Enough to enough to play the talent show. <laughs> Sorry, this I is another thing of... where Diaz. We mentioned a band from the '90s, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, my high school talent show. We did this song." So like, it just yeah, comes yeah, up we every time. To, we've done. I mean, we did. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at the the GNR talent list, and I don't. I don't. He is the second longest active member of like continuously active member of guns and roses 
Good on him. The yeah. only, or I guess the third, the only members who have been in the band longer than him are Axl Rose and Dizzy Reed. Yeah, I'm reading Wikipedia. Deal with it. Uh, which means he he's basically overlapped with like all of the other people that you've mentioned: Buckethead, Slash, Dizzy Stradlin. Uh, uh, you know, I figured uh, Duff McKagan, Bumblefoot, DJ there. Ash, but he he overlapped with all those guys. So I don't. Right. Yeah, Zach Wilde think, played for Guns N' Roses for a few But weeks. it's because there, you know, there's there's a because there's a breakup. Well, so I it's think that continuous part. I think trick. Richard Fortas played like the like the third guitar parts. I think he was like the third guitar player that like didn't get a whole right. lot of credit. Kind of like the guy who's like in Green Day but not in Green Day who plays the lead guitar parts. Oh yeah, that tour. dude. Yeah, no one even knows there. his name. Um yeah, he's is he, was he ever actually a member, or was he just like a hired gun the whole time? I can't oh. remember. I think at one point they extended, kind of like uh, uh, it, they added him. And then like Foo Fighters has the keyboard player that they finally made a, an official member. Oh yeah, he's been around for a while. Right. So it just shows if you're. Oh, uh, I'm thinking. Gun. So then Green Day it was Jason White who was in Green Day, and now he's not in Green Day anymore. But oh. he's still touring with Green Day, so that's got to be. Kind of weird. Mm. It's like when you get fired and then get put on a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all of Van Halen. Well, was like most of Van. It was like, I think the last couple tours, the only actual members were Eddie and um, Alex. Uh, Alex and like no one else, even though like I think it was at least a chunk of original members in there. Right. Um, we're all like I, Michael Anthony, I think was on contract and, mm-hmm. uh, David Lee, know, they were all contract players. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't official members, I think. And I think a lot of that has to do with the business side of things. It's royalties. Like yeah. y- you'll, you'll pay them on the touring, but you won't pay them on the recordings and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's part of why it was such a big deal when, uh, what's his name, got pulled over to Metallica. Uh, Rob Trujillo? Yeah, because like, they totally could have just contracted him and got away with it. So that was the big thing on, because uh, there's a whole part of that on the Some Kind of Monster documentary yeah. where uh, they talk about he is 25% of Metallica. And they like, gave him a signing they, bonus, too, like to oh, attract yeah. him to come over. So, I oh, mean, wow. Imagine being so good that Metallica's like, no, we will give you extra money if you just come and play with us. <laughs> well, he was already with another band. and Well, he did well. a lot of stuff. I think, I can't remember if he was touring with Ozzy at the time, too. But I know that was a big gig he did, was touring for Ozzy. Yeah. And then, like you said, he was in another band. Was it Suicidal Tendencies he was in? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And then you got, like, uh, Alice Cooper. Nobody's actually in that band other than Alice Cooper. Everyone's a hired gun, despite it being a long-term right. gig. Mm-hmm. So, mm. it's just a rotating cast. So yeah, and this is all things we know from all watching the same three documentaries. So there you I go. Know that's right. <laughs> we all just happen to watch the same Tell show. You. Oh, you're smart too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to the last thing, and then we're going to talk about some interesting stuff. <laughs> all right. Why did my no my internet just went slow. Oh, it's an Indiegogo. Oh, what is this, Scott? This is I, this is. Can I just say this? This is trash. This this is a wish.com. 
No, it's not. No, but like it, I'm just saying like it's got the quality of Wish.com. So I'm glad you guys shared this because I actually know the guy doing this. I just oh, okay. I just don't understand. So um, this is and it. So actually, the I mean, guy I, the guy behind this uh, is owned and founded one of the biggest online guitar music things before he sold it a few years back. Um, and he, I played with him at my old church, so that's how mm-hmm. I know him. Um, uh, and what this was is it's meant for beginning guitar players to help you okay. develop good strumming form because usually everyone throws to... their elbow and their shoulder into it too much. And so this forces you to kind of work on your form when you're beginning yeah. to learn how to play guitar. I, I, I haven't looked at the price yet. This has to be $30 or less for it to make sense. It oh, is $30. 30. Okay. That was the high end. So why? No, it's for $40. It's $30 on Indiegogo. Right. We're it's about $40 lose. when it, when it retails. Yeah. I feel like uh, this is like 50 shades of guitar. I don't know why that gives me. <laughs> There's because that's what it is. Cause, it, Cause it's, it's, it's a restrictive device that you are strapped into. I'm slightly aroused. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just, it's not sexy. If that like makes any sense, like it's mm-hmm. definitely not um, something that's visually appealing at all. Oh no, it's not. I mean, in, in it's one of those things of like, you don't want to be seen using it because it's for beginners. It is not. This is something for... that you use in the bedroom by yourself when no one's looking. Sure. But this is something of, for uh... beginners. Go ahead. But the model, the guitar in all of the photos is a Taylor. It's the same Taylor in every photo too. It's Scott's Taylor. No, but it's for beginners. You know, it's for no, the it's beginner not. who can afford, is going to go out and, and In all fairness, they're probably all, they're all beginners because they're sharing the same guitar. Oh, okay. This, it's their teacher's go. guitar. I'm, I'm going to, I will set up the backstory. This is actually their teacher's guitar. And they're at a lesson. It's a virtual lesson, and he mails the guitar from player to player. <laughs> yeah, actually, I I don't know whose guitar that is because Jim's a big Gibson guy, so it's weird to see a Taylor in it. Um, but yeah, strum right, right it's, away. It's actually, that's the, a, that's uh, a it's new the marketing too. team's guitar. That, that's a V brace Taylor too, if you look at it. So it's a newer one. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a restricted device that helps you deal with like carpal tunnel stuff as well um is actually what it was developed for but then they discovered the prototype that beginners would work better with it so it's not for us but just wait because this is this is at that 30 40 point that you know our strange relative buys us because we like guitars so so this is my problem with it um is it says it says uh, there's a number of devices that focus on the cording hand, but this is the first and only device that focuses on the strumming hand, which is it gives a guitar player the character to the sound they want to achieve. And and I definitely understand what this is trying to embrace, which is what you talked about is just the out of control. You know, people who uh, play, they play from the elbow or they play from the shoulder or whatever. And it it's always looks really awkward. And I see that a lot with like kids Anytime one, any, any, anytime my kid or, you know, a lot of people's kids pick up a guitar, I, I see them, they kind of their elbow flares and whatever. And so I get it. Like, I understand who this is for. Um, but the other side of this is 
Do you guys follow sports? I don't know. I don't know if you what you guys follow. I I for, I can't keep track of everybody these days. <laughs> you don't um, you don't remember what we follow, Steve? I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know who your teams are. I don't know who's on your fantasy high diving team. Sorry. I, I, uh, I'm not giving fantasy. away that information. I have Brian Boitano <laughs> on all of my fantasy teams. Timmy <laughs> right. Brady. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's this thing in um, in baseball that that uh, where there's so much youth baseball and youth baseball is a business now, okay. and and uh, there's this thing that's kind of happening or there's concerns about this happening that there are so many. Uh, youth in baseball camps all being taught the same technique that there's a right way and simplification and da, 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 that 10 years from now every major league pitcher is going to look exactly the same and so guys like craig kimbrell who have are like your submarine guys and your craig kimbrells and all these guys who have mm-hmm. kind of really wacky starts to mm-hmm. their pit their pitching their windups or their their stretch whatever they're the way that they throw uh, even though when you simplify down to their actual throwing motion, they're all very similar. Like the there, there's a style to it that right. gives them their their signature look, right? And the, my concern with this is, you know, in 20 years we're going to have a bunch of people who all play. It's like when you go to a metal show and you know the guy who who learned metal because he bought, you know, uh, BC Rich and has just been slamming away in his bedroom for five years and the guy who learned metal because he realized that uh his classical guitar lessons transfer perfectly to metal and so he just holds the guitar like he's playing you know right. uh uh segovia but but it's through a distorted whatever whatever it's like technically perfect but it's like cool you went to you went to music class i that's that's great i learned uh i play guitar at berkeley um so yeah so that actually, my that actually brings us right into one of our topics right off the bat. So nice, Oh, yeah, that yeah. too. Uh, so nice job, Steve. <laughs> um, Tyler from Music at Win. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Not that I don't think he's a douchebag. I think I, he's probably a really nice guy. Just when you said I went to Berkeley, that's who I thought of. Uh, no, I feel like it's a rule. If you are a guitar player who went to Berkeley, like you have to introduce yourself as like, hey, my name's so-and-so. I went to Berkeley to play guitar. I love uh, band meme 666 on uh, Instagram. Has, oh my gosh, has that running gag account. of like, I smoked this stuff and now I'm going to Berkeley. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I, that actually happened to me one time too. And it was really funny. It was it, it, the guy got Berkeley'd through someone else. So there was this guy who played guitar for my brother. And I was like, I asked him, I was like, who is that? I said, I was listening to his recording of his album before he released it. And I was like, you know, who is that? It sounds really good. He goes, he goes, oh, it's so-and-so. He went to Berkeley. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you got to let people know you went to Berkeley. It's a good music school. I mean, I'm not. I mean, John Mayer went to Berkeley. Ellen Angelico went to Berkeley. I'm, some other people went to Berkeley, too. Did you meet Ellen when we were in Nashville, or were you not with us for that? I think that was the thing where I wasn't invited. You were invited. You just didn't go. No, we literally was that where you went out to the the person who man who runs the place. Yeah, and then we went for a drink with him. Yeah, you guys literally didn't tell us. Or you were doing something else. You were doing something. We, we went and saw. We went and saw. You were uh, too busy. We went because we were saw, catching up with uh, Ryan, Grant, and Karen. 
I think. You went to Grand Cairns before we did, yeah. But that's what it was. Anyway. Because I, I know everyone listens to this podcast to hear us talk about what we did together at NAM. That that is exactly why everyone listens to these things. Do you guys, do you guys remember Didn't you have that episode already? We, yeah. we Ra- have that episode Ra- Ryan week. was on that one. <laughs> Ryan was on that one. It was it was interesting. Anyway, um, so now that we don't have the good segue <laughs> into our topic, um, because of hold on, Steve, already- I haven't talked I haven't talked to you since this happened. Um, so when my song played. <laughs> on 60s like um how much of it was a complete shock to you uh first of all that was a very long time ago uh (laughs) second of all um you know i think in some ways it was more than we expected but also not as extreme as we thought it could have been (laughs) i thought it was poetic justice at its greatest I'm just, I'm honestly just kind of disappointed that more people haven't um, sent random craziness in. Yeah, just just uh, done that Literally, level of absurdity because we we encourage like we were basically asking for it. That's so the I don't know if I've told this story. So uh, I, at some at some point we were I recorded an episode at Summer Nam that got completely derailed by Ryan, the other host on 60 Cycle Hum, um, talking about animal genitalia. And so uh, I'm in a secret group with Ryan and Steve that we've been in that group together since before 60 Cycle Hum was a thing. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you actually went in the group and, and kind of was like, Hey, we're starting a podcast and this is a group you guys want to join. Um, so even 60 Cycle Hum at one point, was in other groups saying hey guys if you want to join our group and then they just became it's it's weird to think that guitars existed before 60 cycle hum did but it's i mean if you throw a guitar off a bridge and no one's there to hear it crash does it really get destroyed um (laughs) so all right back on the story uh i think it was ryan went into that group and was like hey like literally anyone send us a it's a small group of musicians and idiots. Um, and so it, they went in, they're like, Hey, this, you know, we need music. Just like, we won't even listen to it. Just send it in and we'll just put it on. And I went in, in like 10 minutes, <laughs> wrote and recorded the dumbest song about animal genitalia. It was pretty much me reading Wikipedia results of animal yeah, genitalia. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I mean, for 10 minutes, I was pretty proud of that. And, the best part was was the, the, seeing the live reaction and Ryan realizing what had just like transpired. It was it was beautiful, and then Steve having like absolutely no clue except for why is he singing about animal genitalia about this? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Okay, anywho, what were we talking about? We were gonna get to the topic, I think. All right, Scott, you you're the the guy who's who knows what topic we're doing. Dude, I'm so far checked out at this point. <laughs> we lost the topic a while ago. Don't worry about it. I think we just need to, you know, bend our direction back into oh, nice into work. the nice show. Work. Nice work. So we're going to talk about boomer bends. Which I, is I, the new hot topic think piece thing that everyone's writing about in guitar magazines. As someone with IBS, I'm really confused because um, that does not sound comfortable at all. 
Oh, this is what I needed to watch earlier. There's a video called The Most Common Boomer Bends on Guitar. Oh, did you just find this by Googling or something? Or was it in the article I sent you? No, I I, I Googled it. Okay. So, backstory. Uh, Tim Henson, Misa Mansour, and uh, Tosin Abasi did a roundtable with Rick Beato. And Tim Henson said literally... Oh, I'm so tired of these boom, boomer bends. I think was the exact like I'm tired of it. Or you guys all do this. Um, talking about essentially, and it, it kind of just blew everybody's mind for a minute there. That what what is he talking about? And it's this idea that everyone's been doing the same type of bend on a guitar for like 40 years, saying this is the right and this is the only way to do it. And then new guitar players are coming out with different playing techniques, and people are saying it's wrong. And writing think pieces about it. There was way too much pre-study for this for Diaz to be caught up on this, right? You haven't seen yeah, any I've, of this, have you? I This is all new to me. Do you know who Tim Henson is? Yeah, he's the guy with the Muppets. I did, uh, And he also did Yoda, didn't he? That's Frank Oz. Okay. Who did who did the Muppets? That's Tim, Tim Henson. Jim Henson. Okay. Yeah, no, you lost me then. All right. So, uh, have you checked out the band Polyphia before? Did I, they sound like a math rock band? So no, they're instrumental prog. Yeah, but they do a lot of like dub dubstep beating and that kind of like a lot of arrhythmic stuff, which is honestly really cool, but very non traditional. Yeah, that's not my cup of tea. Definitely does not fall under stuff I listen to. All right, here's how I would describe Boomer Bins. You ready? Boomer Bins. Yeah. Every White stripes bend is a boomer bend. That's a hot take. I don't think it's a hot. I mean, every white. I, I, I guess I'm thinking of like Hello Operator. Like the like Hello Operator is all boomer bends. The entire song is a boomer bend. It's just one long boomer bend. I'm. I. I don't. I have no clue. You guys have completely lost me. You know that song though, Hello Operator. No. Oh. Really? Good one. No, not off the top of my head. Oh. I would I yeah, just think you're of such like, a big Jack White fan, I would have figured. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, off the top of my head, I I really don't usually the so the, with the white stripes, usually I just put on an album and just list, listen through. And white stripes are one of those bands that sometimes like the song title doesn't match anything mm. really found in the song. So yeah it well it's really just like it's the blues band i i, I just while scott was describing it i watched the video and basically you know the the guy says the main boomer bend is is the flat six up to the seventh to like finish a phrase oh yeah i do that a lot like that's a and so and you know oh Jim yes, Henson. You're, you're a massive uh boomer bender because like you love oldies okay. like that's yeah. what you yeah, learned so, how to play on right and that was that was Jim Henson's all point. He was sitting there with the Muppet Babies and Rick Beato, and he's like, "Hey, um, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in Muppet Babies." All you saw was like, Rick Beato's socks. That's all you could see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kids be good. Um, oh my gosh! And so it's like he doesn't even knock it. He's just saying, "Hey, we need you know." There's other stuff out there, and everyone goes nuts. What do you mean, Boomer Bend? It's like, well, it's, it's the bends that you know. Is ninety percent of Eric Clapton music? 
Oh, and all those it. other guys. You said it. Oh. You said it. All right. All right. So I, if you're listening to this at this Take current, a drink. At this current <laughs> moment in time. So all of us, uh, so Scott and I are both moderators in 60 Cycle Hum Group. Don't I, <laughs> let, let's let's use that term very loosely that we actually okay. moderate anything. So, so we have the title of moderators. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, it's been kind of, uh, especially of us that have been moderators there since that actually happened. Like I think Scott, you were one of the first ones too. Um, pretty much at one point. Uh, Steve and Ryan were like, hey, if you guys want to be moderators and you've been here for a while, we'll make you moderators. And we're like, all like, yeah, we're going to do stuff. And then we're like, we ain't doing shit. What are you talking about? Uh, we're just gonna, we just like getting the notifications whenever there's fights in the group. Um, <laughs> Which is usually a moderator having a fight with somebody in the group. Oh so my that, gosh. That is too true. It, it's usually, the, yeah, it's always one of us going, you guys see this shit? You guys see this? I'm fighting with this guy. And we're all like, oh, okay, we're just going to go on there and, and add fuel to the fire for some fun um my new move yeah, so, is i post something completely unrelated in that conversation 10 hours after the fire has burned out i, I always love doing the mod here and then saying something <laughs> that's completely irrelevant to what's going on um yeah so right now the big thing is is uh there's a, a post that keeps keeps getting reported and we keep saying we don't care people um and it's mostly about i guess a riff between eric clapton and robert cray yeah, uh, especially based on Eric Clapton's uh, views of the vax, the COVID nineteen vaccine, and we'll just kind of leave it at that because we won't get into it. Um, but like, it's absolutely hilarious right now, just how upset people are getting. Um, in that, like, they're like acting like they personally know one of the two parties. Yeah, I, my favorite was uh was the person who did the middle finger emoji, Robert Cray. And somebody's response to it is like, I'm sure he's in this group and we'll definitely see it. <laughs> yeah. Start everyone everyone start tagging him. Um, but yeah, it's oh my gosh. Uh, that actually goes into our next topic that's on here is toxicity and <laughs> all I have to say oh. is uh before you accuse me, take a look at yourself. Um it's just it's absolutely hilarious. Uh so Steve, you have you're, you know, an admin in one of the larger facebook guitar groups um, it's not even that big it's it's grown exponentially though we've we've just hit five thousand, which is I, when you think about it like every gear talk group is like twenty five thousand plus i think a lot of it is because i th well we all saw it whenever the group was smaller so it feels yeah. like it's just a lot bigger than it is um it's kind of like whenever you like got your like six friends hanging out and then you and then like everyone else shows up to the party and you're like oh okay so there's a lot of people here and everyone's like no it's like 20 and you're like yeah there's just 14 too many there should only be six um but yeah it's absolutely crazy the best part is because you know just the way we the groups ran is very hands-off um and uh we're barely bigger okay so there's pedal boards of doom which is huge, 73,000 people. There's pedal boards wow. of actual doom, which is 17,000 people. We're barely bigger than pedal boards of actual dickheads, which has 3.6 thousand members. Where's pedal boards of derm sitting in all that? Uh, oh 2.3, they're uh. actually on the smaller side. But yeah, we're uh, though actually one of the larger groups is that I'm in, uh, but not a ton is offset guitars is also a huge well they're 8.2 yeah. i thought they were bigger well we get so many requests every day now too i'm i'm waiting for the numbers just to keep going and going yeah um, it's weird 
But it, it's self-purging because everyone gets in a tantrum and then rage quits. Yeah, yeah. People, people don't realize the only thing you do whenever you rage quit is give us something to laugh about. I, I particularly love the new technique is everyone just clicks on this like, who the hell is this guy? It's like, oh, hey, yeah. you've never posted. Bye. So, I'm leaving. Okay. Okay. Have fun. Cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what was my, what my favorite one? This isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, that's, that's one of those things you can tag a group. That's the th- that's one thing that I've never been really good at is like when people are like tagging groups as responses, and they're always like crazy funny names. I think Cole Duke does pretty well on that. I think Noah Barnett's kind of the key guy behind that usually. But oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, Noah's behind everything. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Like <laughs> anytime there's like shit being thrown in the group, you can guarantee Noah's gonna be there. I can't tell if we're saying that this is a, a good Facebook group or a toxic Facebook group, but I'm there and I I my favorite a- my favorite thing is is you know, and you you alluded to this and you guys both know this, because uh, you've both been there forever. Um you know, people go, This I thought this community was about guitars or I thought this was about, I thought this group was going to be about affordable boards or whatever, whatever. And I'll jump in there. I'm like, this group exists. So you guys can worship me. It literally, (laughs) it literally doesn't exist. Like we, we founded this group to like feed into the podcast and talk about the podcast and, and, uh, talk about, get ads, you know, get topic suggestions. What, you know, the way most podcast groups, function and talking about the topic the same topic as the podcast or the youtube channel right. is uh is secondary you know we talk about guitars because maybe something uh somebody says about a guitar get ends up in the podcast but it's here not for- actually the primary focus of the group i'm here for the bicycles oh i miss the bicycle robots <laughs> i miss the bicycle days <laughs> random bicycle oh my god line. i need this t-shirt <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> people some people won't remember the good old days of the group oh my gosh well and then I we just still... tease back that that was the other thing was it was that 60 cycle hum has always had this self-trolling kind of a vibe yeah um, yeah yeah where the group is self-aware that it makes fun of itself more than it has a meltdown and so when someone does have a meltdown usually the group it, it's because someone posted something inflammatory as a troll thing and everyone jumped yes they ended it so much that it didn't like the person didn't get the desired effect so the i went with three friends to the guitar shop to try out the guitar the bosch katana fiasco or some of those famous posts i mean Mm -hmm. you guys have a lot to learn about guitars and tone we've had we had we've had some golden quotes that a lot of us still spit out and people have the my my favorite of the group is whenever some of the ogs we do like callbacks that people do not get and like only yeah. the people who've been in the group forever understand and like like one of my favorites is just uh oh my how unfortunate oh scarred for life still and some people just have no clue or i love every year for otter day whenever we have to tag the video of adam dohanic telling the history of otter day did we miss oh, Ot- did we skip otter day this year isn't it october no 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 it just happened <laughs> not too long ago hmm. i don't feel like it really happened though i i remember the I story like the thing this year 
it wasn't that big. It's starting to slowly die down. I think next year we need to have like a like designated what, holiday. What was Otter Day originally about? It, it was so someone, Otter Day, uh, someone accidentally said, let's talk about Otter things. But what was it about originally? Was that so the was reason the why? Yes, it was directional it's, cables. Yeah. Steve, are it you allowed was, to talk about this anymore? I know you signed a non-disclosure agreement. No, I mean, I don't know if there was a. Listen, there's barely anyone listening to this podcast. I oh, highly doubt the captain's listening. What do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? Let me see what's in this contract. That was super. That was like, that wasn't early in the podcast, but that was still pretty early, wasn't it? Whenever that happened, that was one of the first kind of. Well, I mean, there were a few. There were a few moments where, you, like, sixty seconds. That was a cautionary tale, and that that brought attention. So there was like the creation slash pedal train lawsuit was one of them. I think a lot of people got Cease attention from it. Yeah. Um. There's the whatever that guy's name who made the cables with yarn in it. Um. Gosh, that that was no, that was great. also him. I mean. <laughs> Um, but the, like, those are sort of like those big events that people remember from like coming up in, as a podcast, at least for you guys. Yeah, there's a little yeah, I, I, really good about being I a think that, um, go ahead, Steve. Steve just left. He said, I'm done with this crap. Sorry, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm suddenly looking at, uh, at the different contracts. <laughs> including oh the photo of my that i signed it was just so so dumb and oh did you um, get the contract that we sent you for to be on this episode you have to sign a contract to be on this nope. episode you he verbally agreed to it it's fine. Oh, okay. okay i consent so Steve's reading. We also, I, you know, I don't know if we ever talked about it. We actually got, we got random emails from people saying like, "Oh, uh, would you recommend these? Do you, why do you think it was so different versus what the guy says?" And it, we are like, uh, "Well, I mean, they're good. It's a seems like a good, well built cable, but you know, it doesn't seem like it sounds any different." And you know, right. hey, it seems like you can definitely hear more differences in the demo than what we were doing, uh, than what we got. And then the guy right the the last difference the second time I listened on Polk computer speakers, Ryan is either deaf or an asshole. Steve is either a fraction on, less really deaf quick. with his nose in, in Ryan's asshole. <laughs> I'm buying it. I am buying audio envy cable today you show suck ass and you shouldn't offer reviews if you are unqualified to hear and perform them like like that's back oh, when you were okay. recording in ryan's so like living room wasn't it suck uh ass. i'm not yeah i think we were i think we were recording and not in the this was pre-garage for sure but uh it definitely i remember getting this group that group of emails and it definitely seems like um it's all from the same dude uh from the same all from the same like person and it's just these aggro emails at the same time i actually i think i emailed clint duke oh my god who's cole's who's cole's lawyer brother 
and he he also, like doesn't he focus like towards patent law and all that yeah yeah man so i don't know this is the whole thing was just insane and uh because we released the episode and then he was like i don't like what you guys said and basically uh you know the problem is, was from our take is it was Ryan being Ryan and kind of being dismissive and me kind of being, well, you know, it's, you know, it, maybe we're doing something wrong. I don't know. And, uh, and at the end of the day, it kind of given, you know, the things that we could figure out is the capacitance is low and it's pretty much um, agreed across, across the board that low capacitance cables are good it's what you want unless you're chasing that coil cable sound in which case you you actually want higher capacitance or you want longer low capacitance i don't know um but the whole thing with audio envy on top of it is they were directional uh which is something that you know we couldn't really do and so you know there's this whole thing so by the end of it we we made an edited version or we did the original version that got out and then we made an edited version um and we try to make a bunch of contracts with it um and uh and then basically you know it was, oh you guys ruined this and and kind of the our takeaway on it was uh that you know what if you would have left it alone we felt like we left it like i said loose enough that um the uh the the, uh, if people were interested, they were interested. And if they weren't, they weren't, you know, right. If people wanted to try it out, they were going to try it out. And if they, if they weren't, at the end of the day, you know, if you're using live wire cables and you're happy with them, you're not, you don't have a reason to switch to, to sinusoid or, or runway or, or, you know, any of these other, uh, cable companies whatever your preferred cable brand is if you're happy with the guitar center live wire cables you're not you're not going to even get mogami you know you're going to use what works so i don't know like literally in this contract there's stuff about negative outcomes uh increased disparaging opinions and financial losses uh that you know with that uh this guy has up to 30 days to remove to say hey i'm taking a financial hit because of this episode <laughs> and uh which i'm not sure how he would have me- been able to well, measure that but okay considering how many people in the group bought those cables to take them apart and mess with them you probably boosted yeah, the they, sales during that time there, there were at least three or four people who bought bought cables so we did an Didn't, x-ray uh, of it jimmy i have jr. an x-ray jimmy jr did uh, a few other people did i actually have um uh x-ray photos of the cable that we were given uh one of my friends worked at a company that had an x-ray like i don't know like some kind of x-ray machine because it's an electronic shop and and so i don't know it was it was just all really uh you know intense it was really goofy and it was a it was literally like I have an email that is a hundred emails just literally. And then one that's another 19 emails that is just uh, back and forth between like really just between him and me. Cause at some point Ryan was like, you got us into this, you figure it out. I, I think, I think that was basically what happened again. This is, 
like five I years ago. I love how the things like Orion's either an asshole or whatever. I'm like, you do not know Ryan because Ryan will even tell you Ryan yeah, he's is an asshole. An asshole? Yeah. Yes, I, I always love when, who, who was it was accusing him of emotionally manipulating Steve? I want to Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that might have, I think that might have also been in that audio envy thing. Like, oh my Steve's Steve's being held hostage. You like it, Steve. Steve, you don't like the cables. I, I don't like the cables, Ryan. I don't like the I don't like the cables. Yeah. Uh, well, some of the things he's like, you guys should have disclosed that you're punk rockers who may have been deaf from playing too many punk rock shows. I'm like, really? Well, like, okay, I guess. Like, you don't. And I don't know, like. So that's that's different like the whole thing is is if people are listening to the podcast it's not like they're listening to that episode for that specific product they're listeners of the podcast who know that you guys are tone deaf and assholes and all that stuff and like if ryan like really doesn't like something he's usually kind of more serious about it but if ryan like you said is dismissive it's usually like where ryan's like usually ryan's like oh i I don't get it. Someone will like it, but like, it's not my thing. Yeah. He's um, so one of the things that Ryan's actually said, which is interesting is that it's, it's actually harder for him to demo products uh, that he likes because he, yeah. he wants to do a really good job. He want, you know, which isn't to you know, I, I think he goes out of his way to do a really good job with everything, but you know, there's a difference between, uh, okay, I'm going to make this demo of, of an effect that you know it's an overdrive there's a million overdrives out there versus like oh man i got this this really cool spring reverb i just want to play dinosaur ghost songs all day long oh no i have three hours of dinosaur ghost songs to to sift through now and i don't know which ones are gonna sell the most units for this builder because i really like this pedal and i want people to buy them um and this is with everything in, in the gear world you know we get we deal a lot with YouTube comments, and this is not just toxicity in Facebook groups. It's it's toxicity. The YouTube YouTube is this whole weird subculture. Oh yeah. Um, of things, and um, creatures. We, so the, yeah. The, so the thing we get a lot is people who either don't really understand the time and effort that it takes to make a video or to edit a podcast or or do whatever. Um, and uh, and for what it's worth, we don't really our editing is just on the video side these days. Uh, we almost cut nothing. Um, it's actually we've almost never cut anything ever, um, except for the audio envy where we were legally bound <laughs> to edit the episode. Um, but uh, you know, people say, "Oh, you got paid for this. You're just a shill, whatever." Like, oh, oh, like I trust this other guy because he doesn't he doesn't you know. Uh, he doesn't make demo or he doesn't take money and whatever. And, and, and to some extent, like if that's your, if that's your deal, if that's what you want to believe about the industry, then, then, you know, whatever, that's your, that's your own deal. Uh, but the other side of that is, is everything is bias, right? Everything is it. Everyone has their biases coming in. And it's funny how I think we recognize this. Uh, we recognize this kind of impact implicitly but we don't recognize it explicitly so you know if uh, if you want to see a review if you want a review of a the a jim root 
Telecaster that you can trust, right? I mean, sure. I, it, Ola it, England has a demo of the Jim Root Telecaster, and uh, uh, Andy at Reverb has a demo of the Jim Root Telecaster. Who do you think is going to probably give you the best review of that? You know, it's it's Ola. Uh, to me, it's Ola, right? Because it's a guitar that's supposed to be a metal guitar for a metal guitar player, and it's a demo guy who knows metal. So Andy has his bias. His bias is he's not a metal guy. It doesn't make him a bad player, and it doesn't mean his bias is bad. It just means he's not a metal guy. If you so you know if you want a if you want a good review of a of a rev distortion pedal, maybe Andy's not your guy for that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, everyone. The, there's enough demo people out there now that you know. Chances are, you found the guy who's most like you. Or oh least, yeah, no. Where the completely. other fun part is like, I mean, I I've seen enough of Ryan videos to know how something sounds now against what Ryan normally sounds like. Right. So like I can I can grade him on a curve of what Ryan is, and I go, oh yeah, hey, that's yeah. cool with what the way Ryan plays. Okay, maybe this will do this. Like you can kind of interpret that because like none of us are Andy. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, like none of us are Ola England. None of us are. I mean, as much as we try. Um, you know, we and we spend so much time trying to emulate and 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 buy the same stuff as our guitar heroes and try to be exactly like them. But yet, ta-da, we sound different. You know, so you gotta you gotta kind of weight everything on a curve and yeah, yeah, understand that. And then there's a reason why you can try things in a store before you buy it, yeah. or, or it, you can return it. So people 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 who watch our channel and and actually understand it know that you know. When Ryan is doing surf guitar demos on a on a Fender style guitar, that is going to be one of probably like I'm biased, right? Uh, you know, if he's got a Jazzmaster or a Jaguar or a Strat, and he's doing running it through a Spring Reverb, that's probably going to be the best surf guitar demo of that guitar on YouTube. Uh, Ryan playing chuggity chuggity fuzz stuff on a Les Paul where he starts giggling is definitely not going to be the best demo of that product. It's going to be a fun demo. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's not going to be the best demo. And then people are going to go in the comments. I wish you would stop laughing. <laughs> Azor fuzz pedal is going to cost me $40. You know how much $40 is this day with this inflation? Let's go, Brandon. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what they say. It's always better to be pissed off than pissed on. And speaking of pissed on, um, we're going to talk about this next thing really quick just because it was it was brought up and then we started talking about it. And we're like, yeah, speaking really of toxicity. Talk, toxicity. Um, yeah, so uh, recently, and by recently, I mean within the past, like, uh, what, 24, 48 hours. Um, uh, so Brass Against is a cover band that does a lot of different oh. um, kind of new metal stuff in, in the best way to describe the genre they cover uh some progressive rock stuff too tool ridge against machine stuff like that um it's a brass band with a you know that's a big thing they've got a brass and uh the lead singer sophia um she uh urinated on a concert goer um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh brought the fan on stage squatted consensually down, consensually um squatted down 
relieved herself because she had to use the bathroom and uh they're in the middle of doing wake up by rage against the machine and then uh, continued and there's a lot of backlash uh i was just reading the new york post uh article about it and the word disgusting was used quite a few times to describe yeah but the um, new york post is an outrage machine i know i know i know i just thought that was funny um so uh I guess I'll just kind of give my, I, I don't know. It's I'm in a weird position. So I've been a fan of Brass Against for a while now. And uh, I kind of have a little crush on Sophia. Um, but uh, her and her uh, partner um, seem very happy together. So I'm not going to shoot my shot. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, I don't care. Like, um, <laughs> like that's, I want to tell people like, who cares? It was, I mean, she i feel like if a i mean gg allen did it for years i mean uh, i'm pretty sure iggy pop has urinated on crowds before um it i mean i i think it's ridiculous that people are blowing this up so much i mean the guy voluntarily went on stage laid down and took it um and the show went on. It's it's doing, Apparently, it's doing uh, exactly what it was meant to do: attract attention I'm, I'm, and be outrageous. I'm yeah. reading on Loudwire that apparently uh, somebody filed a police report. Oh, for uh, indecent exposure, or because, yeah, this is a violation of Florida Statute 800.03, which makes it unlawful for someone to expose his or her sexual organs in public or on private it premises. Which, she could get she could get on the registry for this actually. Uh, yeah, she, could, uh, she could be considered a sexual offender. And it's a crime of indecent exposure is punishable by up to a year in jail or a thousand dollar fine. The... Didn't Ozzy Osbourne piss on the Alamo? Yeah, that's only because he heard that everything's bigger in Texas and was trying to find out. It's not. I've looked. <laughs> I was in Texas and I checked. And, nope. <laughs> anyway. Nothing changes when you cross state lines, people. Um, the yeah, whole, I th- it's this just... whole thing is just like, it's such an obvious, I shouldn't say it's obvious, but I feel like the more that comes out, if there was, it was on YouTube, actually. I don't know if it's been pulled off of YouTube, uh, but a different angle, a longer version, the full song was on YouTube. And if you watch that, like, it's clearly like, this isn't random. Like, this is definitely planned. Uh right. Or, you know, and no, you know, the thing is, is no one in the band was like freaked out. They all kind of just walked away from it and let it happen. But um, the trumpet player had a GoPro attached to his music stand. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not, he was using a mic stand with an iPad attachment and a GoPro on the top to like have another camera angle, I guess, or whatever. And he literally, as she's dropping her pants, he takes, takes the camera and points it and you can kind of just work out the angles and realize that like it's so he has like the perfect angle on this gopro and it's like yeah yeah you guys knew what was going on i'm rereading their twitter statement um it where they said we had a great time at welcome to rockville she got carried away it's not something the rest of us expected and it's not something you'll see again at our shows thanks for bringing it last night daytona which isn't really an apology i don't know if later there was a another statement but they did they made another one later but it got deleted (laughs) at Um, least this statement is like you'll never see that again which is more of a bet you wish you were there 
Yeah. I, I, I just, I think it's kind of crazy. You know, the big thing is, is number one, rock and roll's always shocked people. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that the, this I think is the this year's, that, uh, someone throwing a real bat on stage and Ozzy Osbourne eating it. I guess. I mean, this isn't the first thing, like, as you were saying, it's not the first example. I mean, I remember a few years ago, what's her name in the black eyed piece? Fergie. Oh, Fergie. Fergie. She like well, just pe- pissed just herself. herself, yeah, or something. That like that was in San Diego. Once. Listen, you ain't cool Congrats. unless you pee your pants. Congrats, <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> That's all. Listen, I don't care what anyone says. I can't wait to be old enough to just sit around and piss on myself while talking to someone. They, that that is comfort at its greatest. Someone just you could do that right you, now. Just get some depends. I, I'm gonna start doing that because I'm gonna be sitting here just like listening to Steve talk and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna piss on myself and not let anyone know. And everyone's gonna be like, you know, th- that's the thing. It, you know. It's like friendship, you know. Everyone can see it, but no one only you can feel its true warmth. Oh man. The the whole thing is just I don't know. It, Even it seems Steve like Steve cringed at that one, Diaz. Even that, Steve that, cringed. That. You've never heard that phrase? No. Pissing on your friendships like pissing on yourself. Everyone can see it, but only you can feel its true warmth. Nope. I've never heard that. It, it might be a southern thing, but if, if you think about it, it's kind of true. All right. On that note, good lord, we're gonna end. We're gonna before this goes full R. Kelly, we're gonna end this episode. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, big thanks to Steve from Sixty Cycle Hunt Podcast for joining us. If you haven't heard of them, go check them out. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like us. Yeah, look forward to the bump you in numbers you're getting this week, Steve. Yeah, oh. yeah, you're welcome, guys. Um, all right. Uh, also, a uh, big shout out to. Uh, Electromotive Sound Co. for sponsoring this episode and also our Patreon supporters. If you want to join the ranks of the few, the proud, the elite <laughs> patron supporters, you can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and uh, give us money there. Uh, also, you can find that and all the links to our Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff at theeffectsloop.com. I believe I covered everything. So for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. Oh, am I still saying I'm Steve? Yeah, I'll say it. I'm yes. That was the awkward silence I was looking for. <laughs> and I'm Scott. All right, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.
dictionary Why is negativity always drawing out picture Every visualized love Energized lives together, together We undefeated A plan to make wellness no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Then the after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't bite.